Hi, this is Tracy. And Carissa. Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast. We're just two girls who have been best friends for 28 years. We grew up next door to each other with no idea the journey God would lead us on, changing our lives forever. We hope to empower you as you discover your God-given identity by loving you, our neighbor, as Christ loved the church. Hello, and welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast. I'm Tracy. And I'm Chris. And we are on episode six, and this uh, episode is called Singlehood. (laughs) This is is part of our hood series um, that we're doing right now. So um, we're excited. We were just on the phone before recording, praying, and talking about, you know, what the Lord's kind of shown us um, on this subject, and I'm excited because I'm going to kind of chime in every now and then, but I think, Carissa, this is like a chance for you to like, (laughs) you know, share your story, share where you're at, because you're in it right now, and I think when you're in it, you're the best person to talk about it, so um, so yeah, we'll start. I have just a few questions (laughs) first for Carissa. And, and just so y'all know, I don't even know what the questions <laughs> oh, <yeah>. are. <laughs> so. I did not tell her because I, I think it's, I think sometimes questions are better spontaneous because then you don't have too much time to think about it <laughs> and overthink <Yeah>. it. <laughs> um, so first question, Carissa, what advice yes. would you give to a person who is newly saved or newly just in the Lord right now and desires to get married? Oh, okay. Well, your desire for marriage, there's nothing wrong with that. I would definitely um, say that that desire was put there by the Lord um, and he wants to fulfill that. Um, Just even so for me, when I, I wasn't walking in purity, I wasn't living for the Lord. Um, Even when I started working for a ministry, I was still living in sin. I had like a live-in boyfriend and um, I felt the conviction of the Lord. And when the Lord, when I encountered him, all of that had to come to an end. Um, and for me, it was like an overnight thing, but for others, it's not like it's a process. And so having accountability, surrounding yourself by like like-minded Christians, even people like if you have friends that are married or people that you know who have walked in purity prior to marriage, um, that to me, it, or just even people who are married and really strongly walking with the Lord. That's something that's helped me. Um, Just accountability. I mean, accountability is so important, but also learning your identity in the Lord, even continued inner healing in yourself, because you don't want to walk into like your next relationship with still like bitterness or anger, brokenness, pain from your past, because you can easily start to project that onto somebody else. And that's not healthy. Um, and so I just learning who you are in the Lord too, because when you, if you do meet somebody who is uh, potentially going to pursue you, um, you know, knowing your value and your worth in the Lord will help you to walk away from something that you know isn't from the Lord instead of settling on something just for the sake of having or fulfilling a desire, because that person may not necessarily be who the Lord has for you you know, or be good for you. Like you could settle on good, but is that God's best? Yeah. 
So I does that yeah, answer yeah. the question? I hope There's okay. No right or wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just speaking yeah. from like my own no. experience. Yeah, that's exactly what I want you to do. <laughs> um, I want to preface this uh, podcast because I think like you know we're talking about singlehood from a kingdom perspective, and I think it's important. Um, I don't know who our listeners are, where they're at with the Lord, or what even they believe in. Um, but I just want to preface that where we are coming from today on this subject is from a biblical view, is from um, the way God sees singlehood. Um, it's not a worldly view. So some of what we say is like not your typical uh what the world would do you know on being single so I just wanted to preface I think a lot of people know that but I just there may be things said that you're like what does that even mean or what I don't get that but it's just coming from a biblical standpoint a kingdom standpoint so yeah and if you are walking with the Lord and still in the dating world from the worldview um just probably prepare to get offended or check your heart right (laughs) Well, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted. That's a good way to put it. That's what I'm getting at is this may offend you because we're we're coming at like sexual purity, which the world tells you go have sex with whoever you want. So, um, yeah. And so, yeah. Okay. And I'm just going to be vulnerable to you like with this podcast. And also like I just want to put out there while we're at the beginning of this podcast, like singleness is still a struggle for me like I'm not talking from a point of like oh this is so easy and I've nailed this and I'm like walking with just I'm super holy and no like singleness is still a struggle for me and I have like my high points and then my low points and there are days where I'm just like Lord like bring me my husband now so just know like when I'm talking like I'm not saying I have it all together in the single world like because there's a desire that's being like you know, there's things still being purged out of me too. So anyway, well, that, just wanted to put that, that out there. To my next question. <laughs> um, I don't know if I worded this correctly, but the way I worded it, I think is kind of on purpose, even though it sounds terrible. Okay. But how have you endured, because I think it is an endurance, being single and waiting mm-hmm. for your spouse? Mm, okay well it sucks um, <laughs> I'm being completely real because there's those moments where I'm like I mean I just turned 36 and I'm like lord like I want a husband like it is such a deep desire in my heart to have a husband to have kids to have a family like but at the same time like I can't rush the process and and the process like Here's the thing. It's going to be different for everyone. Like how the Lord has asked you to wait on your husband or how the Lord's asked you to like maybe approach somebody and get to know them. Like I'm speaking for myself when I say the Lord has been very specific in waiting for who he has for me and that this person like there's just very specific details that like I don't really want to share because they're just, you know, just a promise between me and the Lord. But I know that I've tried to jump ahead of the Lord's timing and I've tried to put myself out there and pursue or try to make something happen. And it's end up kind of exploding in my face because the Lord's like reminding me, like, I haven't asked you to do that. And for other people, it's going to look different because maybe he's, maybe he's asked a girl to like, Hey, like, 
buck up and put yourself out there. Like go up and have a conversation with this guy. For me, having conversations with guys is easy. Like that is not a hard thing for me. I'll talk to anyone. I'll go up and talk to anyone, but discerning if the Lord's asking me to do it is, you know, where I've gone wrong a lot of times because I, I already know that he's asking me not to, because he's already shared with me what it's going to look like for me, but I'm, I don't want to say I'm desperate, but it's just like that desire for a husband is so strong that I'm like, well, I'm going to try to pursue this guy. I'm going to try to like make something happen. And it ends up with me not necessarily being hurt because I've invited the Lord into it every single time, but the Lord has shut it down for me because he knows I'm setting myself up for a heartache um, in the long run. Um, So enduring, like when you say like how I've endured, it's honestly like, learning to be vulnerable with my friends who hold me accountable, like having accountability. So like, for example, I go to Tracy when I meet a guy that I'm interested in, or if I, you know, I've, I mean, I'll be completely vulnerable during COVID. Like when all of America was on lockdown, I was alone. Like I, my roommates left town. I was here by myself. I had no one to talk to you. It was just me and my dogs. They don't talk back. <laughs> so I got I got lonely and I was like, I'm going to go on Christian Mingle, like, because it's a safe website, <laughs> you know? And I, I, I was trying to fill a void when the Lord was asking me to draw closer to him. I wanted to draw closer to man in that moment. Yeah. And, and of course, I didn't let Tracy know that I was having those thoughts. I just went ahead and got on the website and then went to her after I found this potential guy (laughs) and reached out to him. But I knew the whole, like, I feel like, I feel like if it was from the Lord or if the Lord was okay with me having done that to begin with, I would have felt peace. Instead, I felt a lot of anxiety, Yeah, like a lot, Um, like to the point where it was like consuming and it shouldn't be like that. Like, like, I feel like, you know, when something's from the Lord, because you're going to feel peace on it and you're not going to, you know, like, even if you are winging it, there's still going to be a peace that follows. But the way it was consuming me, the anxiety it was giving me, yeah. it it's not the anxiety that I get when I'm just like nervous because I'm having a conversation with someone I find attractive. Like it was like an anxiety of, I just totally went against the Lord. And it it's like, there's something on this that doesn't feel right. Like yeah. it feels yucky almost. Um, And so learning to lean into the Lord in my singleness um, has been a huge fighting factor for me. Um, So Song of Solomon, chapter one, verse four, Passion Translation, like the first part of that scripture, it says, draw me into your heart. This is the, the bride, the Shulamite bride. Well, she's not the bride yet, but the Shulamite talking to the Lord, like she's saying, draw me into your heart and we'll run away together into the king's cloud filled chamber. Like that's just talking about sitting in the presence of the Lord. Like she's not hitched yet. She doesn't have her husband yet. This is her and her singleness, like asking the Lord to like draw me into your chamber, like draw me into your presence. So this is her like learning to lean into the Lord in her singleness, in her time of waiting, because there's something powerful and fruitful and sweet the Lord wants to do in your time of singleness that you're not going to get back when you're in a relationship or when you're married. Like you're learning to lean on him and letting him fill all those places in your heart 
that not even a man can fill. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm starting to feel the Lord's so yeah. heavy. <laughs> yeah. <It's>, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it go it goes with what we were talking about too before we started recording is you know the verses First Corinthians seven thirty two through thirty five say I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord, but the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. The and the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit, but the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this <coughs> for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. And, and it's like we were saying before, Carissa, like when you're married, like I'm married and I have kids, a husband. And for me, like I was saying, like, I get jealous of my single friends in a way sometimes, not because they're single, but because they have more time to spend with the Lord. Um, there's days I have friends that are single. They'll say, even you, Carissa, you said, I'm going to spend the day with the Lord. And I'm like, that sounds beautiful. Like, to me, <laughs> I have to, like, literally go to a cabin in the middle of nowhere <laughs> to get that. Because if I had just spent the day with the Lord, I have a husband here who works from home now. I have two kids and sometimes more than that with fostering. And it's like, I literally have to make a point to either get up early to be away from my kids and husband to be with the Lord, or I have to do it on the go, which I do a lot as well, which I think you should do anyway um, in your life is pray without ceasing. That's what that means is like, you're always talking to the Lord, but Mm -hmm. it's harder definitely for a married person, I think to spend Like you, he is your husband or he is your wife at this point. The Lord is. And it's like, that is so intimate with him. And it's like, even though I put the Lord before my spouse, it is harder to pursue the Lord and the things of the Lord than it would, than it would be if I didn't have a spouse. So singleness really is a gift, even though it can, I know it can be hard. Um, It really is. Honestly, like. I'd be lying, like, okay, so the desire for a husband is there, yes, but I absolutely love being single, too, because I'm like, I can just kind of do what I want. I don't have to worry about somebody else's feelings or checking in with them. (laughs) I don't have to, like, if I want to just sit in my room all day with my dogs, like, I can sit in my room all day with my dogs. I don't have to, like, oh, let me text, like, my boyfriend, see how he's doing, or if he wants to, like, hang out later, like, I mean, yes, like, it would be nice to have that companionship, but then there's that part of me that's also, like, I have embraced my singleness as much as I possibly can, and it's to the point where I'm, like, I kind of like it, and I don't know what I'm going to do with myself when I don't have these moments. Like, yeah. You know? It will be an, adjust- an adjustment <laughs> period for sure. Because, <laughs> yeah, you're you're combining two people when you get yeah. married, and it's, it's a learning process. We'll get there I- on the marriedhood. <laughs> Series or... I'll be like, excuse me, like, can we like not hang out today? Because like, you're kind of getting on my nerves a little bit. No, what I do is I say, hey, I'm gonna go take a bath, lock the door for 30 minutes, and then I'll be out, and I'll be good. I have a lot to learn. Yeah, it, we'll get on that the next, the next, or if we do married her, the next one. But um, 
Yeah. But I, I also wanted to add, like, when you were talking about, I don't know what you were talking about, but it reminded me, like, our, a spouse is a gift from the Lord. And even with Adam and Eve, like, he created Eve for Adam. So, like, the Lord has a mate for you that he's created just for you to be helpmate. Like, he doesn't, it's not good for man to be alone, it says in Genesis. And I think a lot of times with, like you were saying, you get anxiety when you know it's not God. Uh, or you feel like an uneasiness. And it's like, I know it's easier to say this than it is to live it out. But if the Lord has prepared someone for you and it's a gift, like he's He's a good God that he's not going to hide that gift, that person from you. So there's no way you will miss it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I think, he gives the best gifts. Right. Come and on. I, I think that the enemy would love for people that are single to believe you're never going to find that person. He's not like, you got to go search him out when God's like, I have somebody for you at the right time. And, and it, he will like with, I remember even with Ryan, we weren't, we didn't know the Lord, but like it literally, he like fell into my lap per se. <laughs> like it wasn't somebody's like, Hey, I know this guy. And would you want to go on a date with him? And I didn't search out for Ryan. Like God put him there, you know, like, so he, he will do that with your spouse and whoever he's prepared for you. And I think the enemy will just love for, you know, if you're single to just worry about, like, I'm, I don't uh, know yeah. where he's at or I'm not going to find him. No, yeah. God, God would not hide a good gift from you like that. <laughs> well, the enemy wants to just have a field day with our mind, too, and make oh, us yes. think, like, well, if he, my husband's not here yet, there must be something wrong with me. Or, you know, yeah. if, if, for example, like me, my mom is always like, you're getting too old. No guy's going to want to marry you. And I'm like, I do not receive that. I rebuke that because (laughs) God is like, God has talked to me so much about my husband and who he has for me. And God has made very specific promises to me. And I will trust God's promise over man's voice any day because his promise (laughs) is going to be more fruitful. It's going to be more fulfilling. It's going to be more mind blowing than anything I could even come up for with myself, you know? Amen. <laughs> um, so like learning to take those thoughts captive too. like, you can't let what somebody like other people's expectations for your singleness to consume you like, yeah. tell them to mind their own business. Like I have people say all the time, you're so pretty. I can't believe you don't have a boyfriend. I'm like, okay, well, being pretty has nothing to do with, you know, having somebody like, right. okay, I could be pretty all day, but I don't, I don't even want a guy to be with me, but just because he thinks I'm pretty, like, I want him to look at my heart. I want him to be like, wow, like she loves Jesus. And I love that Jesus that I see in her, yeah. you know, like, so I had a scripture that came to mind, Isaiah 26, three. Um, so when those thoughts like do start to come against you, when the enemy does try to like twist your, I guess, um, just try to twist things and confuse you or make you feel less than um, Isaiah 26, three, it says you will keep in perfect peace to all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you trust in the Lord always for the Lord. God is the eternal rock. So like take your thoughts and project them back onto the Lord. Like, Lord, like, yeah. how do you see me? Lord, like, Lord, what are you saying? Like, Lord, I trust in you. Start praying for your husband. Like start praying over this guy. Like you'd be surprised the things the Lord puts on your heart for this guy like the lord is i mean i remember one time wait 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 Carissa, that's <laughs> oh. my question my next oh. question is how do you personally pray for your future self so go ahead <laughs> okay 
<laughs> so man, the Lord knew. Look yeah. at that. Um, so there was okay. There was one specific day where I was, I was at my parents' house. Um, I don't remember why I was there, but I. I came in through the back door and I was walking down the hallway and the Lord said, pray for your husband. I was like, what? And I heard him say, pray for your husband. And then I got sarcastic with the Lord and I was like, what husband? Like, just kind of like, haha, like, you know, I don't have one. Um, and I literally felt like a rebuke, like, like I mocked the Lord. And, um, and so one, I repented for that, but two, I was like, okay, like I'll go pray for, this husband of mine. Um, so I went into what was my childhood bedroom growing up, um, just shut the door and I sat on the bed and I didn't even know what to pray. Like the Lord didn't give me specifics other than pray for my husband. So I just began praying over this guy and I was just asking the Lord, like, you know, protect him, Lord, like whatever he's walking through in this moment, Lord, guard his heart, guard his mind. If he's struggling right now, even in his own singleness, Lord, like, be the fulfiller of that Lord, like fill those places in his heart that are feel that feel a void right now. Um, even, or if he's in a relationship right now that he's not supposed to be in, like, you know, we see those memes that are like, Lord, like continue like wrecking their relationship until they get to whatever. But like, yeah. just like, those are the things I was praying about. But as I was praying for this guy, I was just like, I was like, Lord, like protect him, like strengthen his relationship with you, Lord. Like, and the Lord brought me into like just such a sweet, sweet, sweet encounter where I had a knowing that what I was feeling, like that what I started to feel in that moment, there was such a great intensity, but I felt this, the guy that the Lord has for me, I began to feel his heart towards the Lord. And it was the most beautiful, beautiful thing. Cause that was like, wow, like he loves the Lord like legit loves the Lord. And that has been one of my prayers too. It's like, Lord, like I need somebody that's completely sold out for you. That loves you 110% that would love you more than he loves me. And as soon as the Lord allowed me to feel this man's heart towards the Lord himself, I had this epiphany of, wow, this guy's going to know how to love me because he really loves you, Jesus. And yeah. when I had that revelation, it, the encounter like shifted to the where the Lord allowed me to feel what that guy's heart was going to be towards me. <laughs> and I like lost it because I was like, wow, Lord, like there's someone out there that would love me that much. That really loves me. That's like waiting for me right now. That's praying for me right now. Like, like that right there was like a promise from the Lord that I have something worth waiting for. And <laughs> Like in those moments where I do get lonely or I do falter, like I did over the summer where I just couldn't deal with it with the loneliness and wanting to be on Christian Mingle, like the Lord reminds me of those promises of like, I have someone that's going to know how to take care of your heart, that's going to know how to love you. And that is so much more worth waiting for than rushing something and being right. unhappy or not loved the way that I need to be loved. Because my past, like, I mean... I've been through it and I've never, yeah. you know, I've never of all the boyfriends I've ever had, I've never, I've only ever had one tell me that he loved me, but he cheated on me and that's not love. Yeah. So what I know of love, 
or what I've experienced of love from people who supposedly loved me was not love. Like, so all I know from love is like pain. Mm-hmm. And, and so the Lord has redeemed that. And I know one, I know how the Lord sees me. I have, I know like my value. I know my worth. Like I'm not wanting to settle, but I also like, I feel like the Lord's like, I'm going to redeem all those years of pain, all those years of hurt. And I'm going to give you somebody that's going to love you so well that you're not even going to know what to do with yourself. <laughs> like, yeah. but only the Lord can give you that if you're willing to receive that from him, because sometimes it's like, you know, we'll meet somebody. And I mean, this has happened. Like I've met somebody and I feel like they meet all this criteria of the desires in my heart. But there's certain things that the Lord's been very specific on for me. And this guy doesn't meet those specifics from the Lord. And I will still try to sit it out in hopes that maybe this is the one, you know, and and it ends up not being, and I'm thankful because when I encountered the Lord a few years ago, like, and the Lord, like, really set me free of soul ties too, like, and just even the things he's continued to deliver me from over the years of past, like, pain and trauma of things, it's like, he's, he's preparing me, but I've also, I asked him to guard my heart, and I feel like the Lord has kept me hidden for a reason, um, because he knows I'm not good at guarding my heart. Um, and so he is guarding it for me because I mean, Tracy knows this about my past. Like I've never not been single. Like I was always in a relationship. Like as soon as I went through a breakup, like within a month, like I already had somebody new and I would just rush into something to fill a void. And these last like five years, I haven't been on a single date. No guy has even really talked to me. Like it's like, it's the weirdest thing. Cause it's the complete opposite of everything I've ever known, but it's because the Lord wants to be my companion. He wants to be my mate. Like he wants to be the fulfiller of my heart, like all those desires, like, and he's like, he's healing my heart in this process. And so I'm not the next time I'm in a relationship, like, I mean, I feel like the next time I'm in a relationship, it's going to be the relationship, the end, the last relationship, you know? Um, but I feel like I'm going to enter it from a place of man, like the Lord's really healed my heart. Like, I'm not going to come into this relationship speculating and assuming like you're going to hurt me or you're going to cheat on me or you're going to be abusive or, you know, like all of these things, like, or like, I mean, I had a lot of shame and a lot of guilt too. And that's something the Lord really delivered my heart from. And, and Mm -hmm. so I'm not going to walk into this relationship thinking like, wow, once I share my testimony with him, like he's going to run away or he's going to be like, ew, or he's going to have these judgments towards me or he's not even going to like want to be with me. Like, no, like this guy is going to see how the Lord has redeemed me and healed me so much that he's going to find it beautiful and he's going to see me beautiful because of that. Like, and I feel like there's so many girls out there who are like, oh yeah, like, I'm going after the Lord, but they want to rush something so much because they want it more than they want the Lord. And it needs to be the opposite of that. Like you need to want the Lord more than you want your husband because only the Lord can fulfill the brokenness. Only the Lord can truly heal you. Like these guys aren't going to bring the fulfillment that you're seeking. They're not going to fix your past. They're not going to make things better. They're not going to make you whole. Like no man can do that for you. Like absolutely not. (laughs) And I'm speaking from experience in that. Yeah. And 
And I can tell from, I mean, I'm married and when I met Ryan and we were dating and we got married, I didn't, I wasn't walking with the Lord. So when I came to know Christ after we were married, had a kid already, let me just tell you that my advice as a married woman that did that (laughs) is if you're single right now, gosh, we're just going to cry this whole episode. (laughs) If you're, if you're a single woman right now and you're walking with the Lord, my advice would be do not settle for a man that is not walking with the Lord just as much, if not more, than you are. Because the heartache, the pain, the prayers you'll have to go through, it's just a mess. And I'll just be real, the next episode on Married, that... To do it God's way is the best way. To wait on his man is the best way. And I'm not, I don't feel condemnation that I didn't wait because I didn't know. But now that I'm married and I know, I'm just saying it as a warning. (laughs) That do not settle for a man. Because I know so many Christian women that go after a man that does not know the Lord. And scripture is very clear about being unequally yoked. And it means... It says in um, 2 Corinthians six fourteen through 15, do not be unequally bound together with unbelievers. Do not make mismatched alliances with them, inconsistent with your faith. For what partnership can righteousness have with law- lawlessness? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and Satan? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? And I know so many women that they think they get this guy that's a project Uh and they're like, oh, I'm going to save him and he's going to come to know the Lord. And I hear it a lot. And I'm like, you cannot change a man. Only God can. And you can't you can't even wait for him to change because most of the time he's not going to. And that's just the honest truth. And and so so many women, because they're trying to fill that void that you talked about, because I did the same thing when I was single is it's a God-sized hole in your heart that you're trying to fill with a man Mm -hmm. that cannot cannot fill it. Only Jesus can fill that hole. And I will never forget when I came to know Christ, because I had put Ryan, my husband, on like a pedestal. He was my God almost, you could say. And I'll, I'll never forget when that shift happened to putting the Lord there. I was like, what do I, what do I get a divorce? Like, I, I don't know even how to be married. <laughs> like, it was this weird shift. And it's like, if you can avoid, like, because you're, if you're single now, you have the chance to, to do this thing right and to get it right and to marry somebody that loves God. Yeah. Because let me tell you, it was rough, like, raising your kids when the spouse doesn't believe what you do. That's what that verse means. Like, you have no thing in common it is hard in a marriage when you're one that's what you are in a marriage you're one and when two when that one is being pulled in two different ways it causes friction in the marriage and so like I'm saying this like with a holy reverence of hear me out if you're single like do not settle because you'll have heartache in the long run and there is you want what God's best is not what you're what you're trying to fix there's don't get a fixer upper. Yeah. <laughs> I call it the fixer uppers. You cannot fix a man and you're not going to lead him to the Lord. Like find a man that loves the Lord. Because like you said, Carissa, like the Lord revealed to you, 
he cannot love you unless he loves the Lord first. Like, he can't truly know how to love you. Exactly. And that's scripture. So. If I could chime in real quick, too. Like. Yeah. No, yeah, I was thinking, like, you know, you can't be this guy's savior. Like, you have to remember that at the end of the yeah. day. You are not there to save him. And you are also not there to be his mama. Like, right. what Tracy was saying, like, if <laughs> you have a fixer-upper, drop him. And tell him to go find the Lord because the Lord needs to do some work (laughs) in him if he does not know how to be a man. Like, no, because who the Lord has for you, you're not going to be raising him up to be a man. His mama should have done that for you, but (laughs) you are not there to be the mama. Like, I'm telling you because I've been there and done that. It is not fun and it's annoying. Like, and a guy that truly honors and reveres the Lord is going to know how to honor you. And I say that from an aspect of boundaries. So like, if you meet a guy and you start dating, boundaries need to be in place. You're not staying the night at his house. He's not staying the night at your house. You guys need to go home at a certain time. If, if you guys are out on a date and you guys, whatever, if you guys want to kiss in your car or whatever, and you feel it's getting hot and heavy, like then you guys know like maybe this is an area of struggle and we need to like not be alone sometimes or we need to make sure that we go home before the sun goes down whatever put boundaries in place to guard your purity to guard your hearts because the damage that will do is not fun (laughs) right and then the enemy can just swoop right in there and put you in places of temptation areas of struggle condemnation whatever He's going to go in there and try to mess things up. And when, like, I had recently talked to somebody and I was sharing with them of like, you know, I, obviously I encountered the Lord and haven't dated since. So I don't know what Christian dating looks like. Never done it. Never even dated a Christian guy. So for me, I'm like, what do I do? Like, do we just go get coffee and like <laughs> talk to each other and stare into each other's eyes? Like, I don't know. Like, like I don't want to yeah. just go eat dinner all the time. Like, I want like it, so. I think there's this stigma around Christian dating of like it's boring, right? Um, like, oh, we're just gonna go to church together and we can't hold hands and like, yeah. no, like you could do all of those things, but your first conversation when it comes to dating is what boundaries do we have in place and whoever has the higher boundaries or the higher expectations go with that. Like, that's what they told me. You go with that. Like if they're not, if they know that kissing leads to something more for them, then you know, to set a boundary in place of we can't kiss. And if we feel tempted in that, we need to have people in our lives that will truly hold us accountable. Like knowing what the boundaries are and, and you'll know if you have a good man, because those boundaries will be respected and honored. And I feel like guys are meant to be good leaders, not saying that women can't lead and that you don't have a place in leading because you do. And that's where communication comes in and dating as well. But like (coughs) boundaries are so important. I feel like a guy that truly loves the Lord is going to know how to honor boundaries and he's going to know how to respect you and even value your purity as well as his own. So, um, that's where I stand yeah. on that <laughs> because I mean, yeah. like I said, I was already semi walking with the Lord. I was working for a church, but I was still living in sin, man. Like I had a secret boyfriend no one knew about. He was like living with me and we were hooking up. Like, I mean, of course we shared a bed, like that's going to be bound to happen. Like you can't say, oh yeah, we love the Lord and we're, we're going to sleep in the same room and we're going to take trips together. Like, okay, you're setting yourself up 
Like you are yeah. setting yourself up. If you want to take a trip together, great. Bring two other people with you. But girl, you better be sharing a bed with your girlfriend and he can be sleeping on the floor because I know guys don't want to share the same bed. But like, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's yeah. just a level of accountability that needs to be there to protect your heart when walking in purity. Yeah. Um, while we're on that subject of like sexual purity, because the Lord calls us when you're single to that um I never got to walk that out because I mean like I said I was dating and got married when I didn't know the Lord um but Carissa you're walking in it um so I what was that yeah. yes <laughs> like, what, what was he's that okay <laughs> I was like my goodness okay um <laughs> he's obviously sexually frustrated <laughs> apparently um I was like gosh Carissa (laughs) um but no I think like so growing up like you know my mom always said wait till you're married to have sex you know no sex before marriage and I remember you and I had that shirt that said without the ring ring. ring. (laughs) it had a bird and a bee right no bing bing without the ring ring so we, I think both of us wanted to stay pure before we were married in our religious mindset, but we just didn't do that. Um, but I think, like, it was never explained to me, like, the why. I mean, yes, you shouldn't do it because God mm-hmm. said, but why? You know, like, no one tells you why because the world's like, this is fun and it is fun and it feels good and. I mean, so the enemy comes at you like, you should just do it because everybody else is doing it, you know, but it was never explained the spiritual side of what happens when you actually have sex. And um, I just want to touch on that. I'll share kind of my what I feel the Lord saying in it right now, and then you can share. um, But talking about soul ties, Mm. like we've mentioned soul ties that word over and over and basically what a soul tie is is like when the bible says let man come together and you're one that means you in the spirit when you have sex come together as one and you're bound together and it says let what i forgot the verse what it says but it's like what god put together don't let any man separate that's what marriage is like so marriage is meant the marriage bed is for marriage for that reason like it is a it's more than just sex like it is a your souls are entwined Mm -hmm. together so when you're when you have sex with just some random stranger or you know multiple people you're giving your pieces of your soul to that person and then when you go to get married which is what happened to me I start have dreams about my ex-boyfriend when I'm married I start thinking about oh I wonder what my ex-boyfriend's doing and then you're because of not knowing what a soul tie was and then you are with your spouse who you should be committed to and you're having thoughts about someone that is not your spouse and it's because you have a soul tie. And so no one ever explained that until I went through Christian healing ministries and I broke it off and thank God because now I don't care about my exes. I, I wish them the best, but there was a point in my marriage where I would think about my ex, my the one I was with and we were together and there was a soul tie there I would think about him and it was like until the Lord 
I had to renounce it and break it off. And I don't think anyone ever explained that to me. And it was just don't have sex before marriage, yeah. not the why. And, and so to be pure for your husband to be, and there's redemption. I don't want to have condemnation if someone's listening to this and they've had a lot of partners. I don't want there to be condemnation. I, I just rebuke that now in Jesus name. And I just say the Lord can set you free. There's nothing you've done that's too far uh, from the Lord to heal and handle. Um, but just to know that before you even get married, if you're single right now, the importance of getting free, getting healed, breaking off soul ties from your past, and then living a, a pure life up until your marriage. Um, and I, it, it comes also, I want to read one verse and then I'll okay. let you talk, Carissa, because I know you have a lot probably on this. But this is First Thessalonians in the Passion Translation 4, um, verse 3 through 8. God's will is for you to be set apart for him in holiness and that you keep yourselves unpolluted from sexual defilement. So it pollutes you, it mm -hmm. says. Um, number four, yes, each of you must guard your sexual purity with holiness and dignity, not yielding to lustful passions like those who don't know God. Never take selfish advantage of a brother or sister in this matter, for we've already told you and solemnly warned you that the Lord is the avenger in all these things. For God's call on our lives is not to a life of compromise and perversion, but to a life surrounded in holiness. Therefore, whoever rejects this instruction isn't rejecting human authority, but God himself, who gives us his precious gift, his spirit of holiness. Mm -hmm. And I just think that verse is like, God can give you the gift of holiness. His Holy Spirit can make you holy. But there is a defilement when it's done outside of his way. You know, when you do sex outside of his way, um, which is marriage. And I just think like the soul side thing, I know you're going to talk yeah. on it. So I'll just stop well, here. <laughs> I mean, the Lord cut me free of many, many soul ties. Um and I never realized how much damage that actually did to me, um, just even emotionally, mentally, how I saw myself, um, how tormenting it actually was. Um, and here's the thing, like, so like what you were saying earlier is like the, growing up in the church, they say don't have sex before marriage is bad. And it's not that sex is bad. Sex is a beautiful thing. Right. And God created right. it. I mean, he knows it brings pleasure, that it's delightful, that, I mean, he, I, the right. Lord went and created it, you know, like he created it because he also wanted procreation. Like he wanted us to be fruitful and multiply, you know, and that is why it was created for marriage because you are creating a covenant and of that covenant, you're creating something beautiful out of it. And so for me, like something I've had to learn of like sex outside of marriage is I was creating a covenant, a blood covenant, really, with all yeah. of these yeah. people. And I was breaking covenant with my yeah. husband, whom I'm not even married to yet. But it was almost dishonoring to him. It and it's also dishonoring to the Lord. Because when our hearts come to the Lord, like when we say yes to the Lord, we have entered into covenant with him. That means his blood covered us. And so <laughs> that means... Like we created 
he created a blood covenant with us, but then when we're with other people, we're creating a blood covenant with them and they're not our Lord and they're not our savior. And that does something to your soul. And so for me, like learning the importance of what covenant means and like, I don't want to, um, even when I, when I get married, you say you're stating your vows, like you're creating a covenant with this person. And Mm -hmm. so, but you, from a Christian standpoint, when you're creating a covenant in marriage, you're inviting the Lord into that too. And it's a marriage covenant. And again, there's just something so pure and so beautiful when the Lord is invited into that because there's like a protection upon your marriage too, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just feel like, and I'm not saying that like, so for me, I lost my virginity when I was 20. I was wanting to wait until I was married. And I also thought the guy that I lost my virginity to was the guy I was going to marry. However, he was not. Um, But it's like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, had I never lost my virginity, I don't think I would have, like, I feel like I still would have just kind of chilled if I had been walking with the Lord. But I feel like once you give something up like that you no longer see it as valuable you no longer see it as a gift to give to somebody like this piece of you that you are sharing with them and only them and so that's when I was like well I've already lost my virginity I've already like can't get it back and so I was just hooking up with the guys I was dating but again I was creating soul ties and I had no idea I was doing that and the Lord had to cut me free from all of that and it just there's just something like even even when you lose your virginity and you've experienced sex that feeling after you've like for me after I've encountered the Lord and even walking with the Lord there's like that desire for sex is still there like I'm not gonna lie because I've already experienced it I already know that it's pleasurable but because I understand why it was created because I understand covenant now because I understand just the Lord and the purity aspect of things like yes the urge still gets there like let's be real like yes I still desire sex like I'm gonna be (laughs) honest but it's hard because I've experienced it and then I want it but I want the Lord more than I want the sex and so that's what helps me continue to walk in purity and so when I have a thought like And sometimes, like, yeah, I still struggle with lustful thoughts because I'm like, man, Lord, like, that urge for – it's a natural human desire. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. But, again, it's going back to taking your thoughts captive. And, Lord, like, yes, I gave some part of me away at some point. But allowing the Lord to still come in and remind you that he's redeemed that and not let the enemy twist it. Lord, I have a sexual desire right now and I need you to fulfill that on the emotional level because that's what it is. There's something emotional in that that yeah. you are wanting to fulfill, but the Lord only the Lord can. And so even in the yeah. physical aspect of it, like I'm not saying like go and masturbate or something, but I'm saying like there's a desire in you that's seeking to be fulfilled, but learning to turn your thoughts towards the Lord and being like, okay, Lord, like I'm having this sexual thought or these sexual desires like purify my thoughts one, but kill the urge too. Like, because I, again, like as a human and have having lost my virginity, like those desires are obviously, they still linger and, and it's hard. Like, I mean, I'm just being vulnerable. Like 
it's hard because you already know the what it brings to the table. But I also know that the shame that I walked in when I didn't mm-hmm. understand purity, when I didn't understand soul ties, when and then I just was like walking in this mindset of, oh man, like I'm so gross now, like no guy is going to want me. Like I've already like slept around, you know, like I'm just, but how the enemy came in and twisted that. But again, it went back to the Lord healing me one, taking away my shame two, and knowing that like, I'm not an impure person anymore. Like, and I do believe a hundred percent that the Lord can even restore our virginity. Like, and, and I, there was a day actually during my first year of school where I got delivered and um, our speakers, his wife actually came up to me because the Lord gave her a word as I was being delivered and she shared it with me after. And she was sharing with me how the Lord wanted to restore those parts of me that I've given away that have been taken from me. And I knew in that moment what she was talking about because my shame that I carried of not being a virgin anymore was like heavy. Like it made me want to be like basically a nun. Because I was just like, I have nothing to give my husband now. Like, I I don't have that gift to offer him. And the Lord, like, shared with me in that moment, like, no, like, I've ransomed you. I have redeemed you. You're pure before my eyes, and you're going to be pure before your husband. Like, and so learning to, like, yeah. grab hold of that has been a process the last three years. But again, like, it really comes back to sitting in the presence of Jesus learning how the Lord sees you, learning who you are in him and learning that there's also nothing wrong with being single. Like, okay. Like you don't want to sit around and wait however long for your husband, but I'm telling you the wait is so worth it. Like even now, as I say that, like to me, like the worth or the wait is worth it because I'm like, the Lord's still healing my heart. Like he's still showing me things daily. Like, Hey, like, And I'm not, I'm definitely not where I used to be, but there's still things in me where I'm like, wow, Lord, like I still kind of struggle with like communication too and and boundaries, even boundaries, not just like with a male, but just with people in general, like learning my own needs and how to like speak my own needs and like things that make me uncomfortable. Like the Lord's actually building up a confidence in me to learn to speak up and not be a doormat with things either. And I feel like sometimes we enter back into relationships when we're not even ready for it. And we're still operating in this vulnerable yeah. place and that, and not a place of actual wholeness that we're bringing all this junk into a relationship. And it's so much easier to falter or give in or lose yourself in this relationship and even lose sight of the Lord and start to put the Lord in a back on the back burner of things instead of keeping him at the forefront because him being at the forefront and him being this, like not even the center of your relationship, like letting him be in the relationship. Like that's, what's going to help you walk in purity. That's what's going to help you guys communicate. That's what's going to bring real love into the relationship. Like what is first Corinthians 13 say what love is like, I mean, and that's a description of the Lord. But being in the Lord's presence and learning the Lord and who he is, you're going to learn that kind of love. And that's going to overflow one into your relationship to where you're going to have that respect, that patience, that honor, like just all of it. Like everything's going to be an overflow of him. Sorry. I'm just like, (laughs) yeah, no, it's true. 
Um, it's so true, though, because <clears throat> I think, too, while you were talking, I was just thinking about how so many people that are single, they, they're they like, oh, Lord, I'm just waiting on my spouse. Meanwhile, the Lord's like, will you come to me and let me deal with some things so that you can be ready for yeah. your spouse? <laughs> like, you know, like, I think it's part of that wholeness. Like, I think, and it's part of process. Mm-hmm. Like, God wants us healed, whole, delivered. He wants us that to walk in that. He wants us to have relationship with him first and foremost. And so many are just waiting. I, I mean, I see it, and especially for some reason of women. I don't know what it is. They're waiting around for a spouse. And I'm like, meanwhile, I know God's like knocking on their heart's door like, hey, let me in. I want to do some stuff. I want to get in those deep places of hurt. I want to get in those deep places of Mm -hmm. pain and heal it so that you can be a good spouse. Because those things come out in your marriage. If you don't deal with them before marriage, they come out in your marriage. And I'd much rather deal with it before you're married than when you're married because your spouse also has some stuff. So just to close things out, um, so our singleness is a sacrifice unto the Lord in this season. So like, what does that look like? It's like literally laying yourself before the Lord. Like I was sharing in the beginning Song of Solomon chapter one, you know, that draw me into your heart. Like we want to be drawn into the Lord's heart and what that looks like in a season of singleness is literally seeking his face while you're single, allowing him to heal you, allowing him to guide you, allowing yourself to know who you are in him and just even allow him to speak things over you. Like you have no idea what you could be missing out on if you try to rush the process he has for you. Um, and so I just wanted to read in closing, um, it's Song of Solomon chapter eight, um, verses five through seven. And this is the bridegroom king speaking. This is Jesus Christ speaking to his bride. Um, And so I feel like when you're coming out of that season of singleness, when you've allowed him to walk with you in this season, um, just what it's going to look like and how fruitful and beautiful it's going to be. So I'm just going to read this over you and then I'm going to pray. And so the Lord's saying, who is this one? Look at her now. She arises out of her desert, clinging to her beloved. When I awakened you under the apple tree as you were feasting upon me, I awakened your innermost being with the travail of birth as you longed for more of me. Fasten me upon your heart as a seal of fire forevermore. This living, consuming flame will seal you as my prisoner of love. My passion is stronger than the chains of death and the grave. All-consuming as the very flashes of fire from the burning heart of God. Place this fierce, unrelenting fire over your entire being. Rivers of pain and persecution will never extinguish this flame. Endless floods will be unable to quench this raging fire that burns within you. Everything will be consumed. It will stop at nothing as you yield everything to this furious fire until it won't even seem to you like a sacrifice anymore. So, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the sacrifice that is singleness. Lord, I thank you for what this season looks like in the heart of every single person listening to this, Lord. If they're walking in just seasons of loneliness, Lord, or even periods of just 
where is my spouse, Lord, and questioning um, your promises that you've spoken over them, Lord. Lord, I know that you've spoken promises over our life. I know that you've given us promises, Lord, and you're not a God that you should lie, Lord. Struggles and just walking in purity, God, and identity, if there's still pain, if there's still bitterness, if there's anything in our hearts, Lord, that even offend you as we are walking out our singleness, Lord, that you will put your finger on that, Lord, that you will expose it, that you will highlight it, Lord, that you will heal the most vulnerable parts of us, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for just purity, Lord. I pray for anyone that's even walking in shame, Lord, that they may not have just walked in purity while walking with you, God. I just pray for restoration in that, Father. And Lord, I just even pray just for a supernatural grace to even walk out singleness, Lord, that you will fill all of those places in our hearts that we are looking to man for, God, because only you can fulfill that, Lord. I pray that you do become that all-consuming fire in us, Lord, that you do purify us for our spouse, Lord, but mostly for you, God. I pray that we have pure hearts to come before you, Lord, and to know you more, God, that you would draw us into your chambers of love, Lord, because it's your love, Lord, that we're seeking the most, God, that no man can fulfill, Father. So I thank you for what you're going to do in hearts, Lord. I thank you for this podcast, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you can even allow Tracy and I to be a mouthpiece for you, Lord. So I just bless everyone that is listening, Lord, and I pray, God, that if there's something in it that they needed to get out of today, Lord, that you would speak to their hearts, Father. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, that was awesome. Until next yes, time. Until next time. <laughs> Bye. Yes. Bye. Bye.